0: what's up everybody welcome back to another manager training session we need to insert some like sound effects into these because sometimes i say a yeah. thing and then i hear that little horn go off the little that's probably old <laughs> one, the horn thing the, yeah that one. thank you guys nicole's here she's handling all the sound effects for us today uh can you continue anytime, all the
1: way through with various sound effects that would be anytime
0: we need that we're technologically not up to date clearly um so she's covering that for us Back today with the Supreme Allied Commander, Mr. Brian Challet himself. Again, another sound effect would go there if we had them. We don't. Um, like applause or something. That's what or I. Star hear. Wars. Yeah. I think <laughs> Star Wars. I think that's where I actually got that. It was from that old game, uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Oh. This was yeah. back on the Nintendo 64. And it was one of my favorite games when the, the, that platform uh, Tim, came out. Tim, I was
1: forty when that. Came.
0: <laughs> Brian remembers <laughs> it like it was yesterday. Um, anyways, yeah. when you got to like the highest status in the game, you were the supreme allied commander, oh, or like that wow. was the rating you could get if you completed a mission perfectly or something. Yeah. Anyways. I know everyone was interested in that little Very much trip so. down memory lane. Um, <laughs> we're diving into our next series mm-hmm. today. Uh, we wrapped up our Relatable Manager series. That was awesome. Um, if you guys haven't had a chance to, you can go back and check out those episodes. Um, we're now shifting gears. We focused a lot on kind of the who we are as we focus on the Relatable Manager series. You know, who are we as supervisors? Right. Who are we as managers? We're shifting in this series to focusing on the how we are. (laughs) That's how I'll say it. How do we work? How do we organize uh, our work? And how do we plan our work? And why is it even important to have any thought or strategy around the how?
1: Yeah, and we're continuing to close the gap between emotional connection with a vision and mission and belief in the team and the work, mm. right? Closing the gap between those two things, yep. right?
0: Um, we're gonna kick off today, Brian, you have always very good ideas, but today we're gonna focus on three of the ideas that you have. Always? Always, I, so yeah. again, okay. that, record just that down. let Ricky your, know. Yeah, well, I I'll let you, you deliver the punchline on that. We'll tell Ricky right away. Uh, no, but in, in all seriousness, some really great introductory ideas from you today. Um, again, just to draw us even back to the beginning of our manager uh, trainings, uh, strategy, focusing on thinking above tools and, and stra- you know, mechanics, tactics, tactics thinking. Right. So today, again, we're going to really begin with, here's how we think about how we work and why it's important to organize and have a plan around how we work. So give us the taglines today and then we'll kind of hit them one by one.
1: Sure. So when we talk about how we work, kind of what we're doing how the team is doing it the team dynamic i would say uh, first off that as an organization scales gets larger grows in size and complexity the daily living momentum of the organization begins to eclipse the big moments of the organization in terms of how we're growing and how folks are experiencing their Mm. work life so if you think about um Well, I'll just say that first, daily living begins to eclipse big moments when we're operating at scale. Um, And secondly, your team, um, as we grow and mature, your team is going to have a reasonable ask for norms and order in how the work is performed, a reasonable ask in norms and order. And then lastly, as a manager, you can drive unity around our shared assignment. Hmm. So there's some unpacking to that but uh, daily living over big moments as we scale the reasonable ask for norms and order in terms of how the team is functioning and then lastly unity around our shared assignment I think are three big parts of of why how we work is important.
0: So diving into the very first one the daily living eclipsing the big moments talk more about that in terms of how, what what does it mean to say the energy is coming from big moments versus the energies coming from the daily living and the order in the daily living is now more important than those big vision moments sure and, and Give us I think, an example yeah
1: both story. are important and I, I don't know if more or less important they just play different roles at different stages um, I've done everything from kitchen table startup and and built that all the way through a, a larger size organization to Gigantic aerospace and when you're in that that initial stage the startup stage you're ramping up It's a lot about the emotion of big moments. It's the mm. big vision. There's lots of big changes happening you're trying lots of things and really the uh, emotion of big moments is propelling a lot of the mem- the momentum and the energy in the organization but as over time you grow in size and complexity and the number of people that are involved and so forth and so on that begins to change and it starts to give way to uh, really the momentum of daily living. What are we doing every day to apply positive pressure forward Mm. against the vision and mission? You know, and you think about Steve Jobs, you know, um, it it might be surprising, but I don't believe Apple is actually propelled by even him and his, his very charismatic personality once a year getting up and delivering the iPhone with three cameras yeah. instead of two cameras. You're
0: saying that that's not the moment that's driving everybody forward and that it's giving them all their in, uh, inspiration the, and energy and the, they're like, we can do it another year. They're, right. not, waiting they're not waiting for that. They're not
1: waiting for that. And the reality is all the people working at Apple, Apple are two years past that in terms of what they're working on. <laughs> right. That's just the moment it's being introduced to the world. So that might be driving some energy in the world, but it's probably not driving all of the energy inside of the staff, But the daily living of moving all of those things forward is driving the momentum. Mm. Both are necessary. Both are important. But how that functions in an organization changes as you grow and scale. Um, there's a, a somewhat famous quote that says organizing people around purpose is the most powerful form of leadership. And a lot of times we get focused on the word purpose and why are we doing what yeah. we're doing and that kind of thing. But we can sometimes lose the word organizing um, and actually organizing the people around that purpose becomes that powerful form of leadership. Um, and as you grow kind of that, that how we work, how the team functions becomes um, at least as important as why or the when um, is, is the how.
0: Yeah, I think the, the interesting idea that we as a church have a real great grasp on vision we've been able to articulate a mission for our staff um but to you know as we grow and as we you know expand and as our staff grows and our locations and things come online there's an in, there's as as awesome as those things are the vision the mission there's an equal and opposite growing need for organization and for um, a plan yeah, to support those great things. <laughs> right,
1: and and as managers, we end up bearing the responsibility and the burden for that because Pastor Matt may continue to bear the responsibility for leading with the big moments of our big vision mm-hmm. for our church. Mm-hmm. And he does, and that's that's a critical element of what we do. But coming in behind that, driving the momentum of the daily living in the staff and in the volunteers is is where we can come in um, and augment that with, with what's needed at our scale to actually come behind the, the vision and move it forward.
0: Yeah, so that's that was the first point, the idea that daily living, again, as, as organizations scale like us, it eclipses those big moments and the energy that comes from daily living is more important than, let's say, what comes out of those big moments in terms of, you know, the, the, the felt effect by the staff. Um, any more thoughts on that one? If not, we'll jump to that second uh, big idea.
1: Yeah, well that second one kind of can go um, hand in hand a bit with the first. As the organization matures and grows in size and complexity and all those things, it's not um, maybe uncommon that the staff is also kind of growing and maturing in the same way. And there's just a reality that for your team, as they are personally maturing in their lives, they have a growing reasonable ask for a non-chaotic work life. (laughs) They have a growing reasonable ask for a non-chaotic work life. If we're all 22 and we're in the garage in a startup, we may not care if it's a little bit chaotic. Like, what's the big goal and let's just, fire away every day, working towards it, doing anything we can think of on any given day to try to make progress towards that. But as we grow, um, as we all kind of mature and even through our stages of our own lives, um, we end up with many other elements of our lives. And um, whether that's family or kids or or whatever, um, there grows this kind of I call it the reasonable ask that Mm -hmm. everything about my work life, not just kind of be, I'll say, chaotic or fluid or always changing or 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 kind of unpredictable unreliable Mm -hmm. Um, and i think in inside of that idea for us it even points back to um, agility in our culture stack and this notion we introduced of kind of how do we redeem redeem agility yeah because it's an absolutely critical concept but it is not something to excuse the lack of any kind of planning Mm -hmm. or norms or standard team dynamics Um, the reality is we plan and prepare so that we can create capacity to be agile when and where we need and when and where God is moving. That's what we do. Um, and it's reasonable of your team to ask for it and expect that. Um, and inherent to that is that notion of um, what is our team dynamic? How do we work together? What is our plan and what are we doing so that we can know pick a number, 75, 80, 85% of what we're doing, which creates the capacity or margin to be agile when we need to be, Mm. rather than everything is held open all of the time and we're just fighting our way towards the big goal. Um, That does not necessarily lend itself to um, kind of this reasonable ask. Um, I've said before, maximum flexibility and maximum agility cannot coexist. Um, flexibility is like a built-in malleability, something that can—it's built into it that, that can uh, move. And if we build in everything to be malleable and movable and, and open-handed, then we cannot actually be agile yeah. because we've used all of our capacity to be flexible. Yeah. And as you grow as an organization, sometimes you have to reduce some of the flexibility so that you can actually be agile at scale yeah and um sorry i got maybe that was a bit of a tangent but yeah um, i mean someone got saved (laughs) just now
0: like that was that was great yeah because you're even saying like even the irony of what you just described is a plan was made it was just to have ultimate malleability and not have a plan like even in that there was a shared understanding that was accepted
1: and and that's very much <laughs> needed at certain stages of an organization's life cycle because right. you have no idea what product market fit is, what you're doing, who's going to respond to it. And so everything has to be flexible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But once you begin to understand those things and align those things, you have to bring some of the flexibility out of it so that you can move at pace at scale and still have some margin to be agile when you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, so... All that to say <laughs> there is a reasonable ask from our teams as managers and leaders and directors. There's a reasonable ask from our teams that everything not be kind of open and chaotic, that there be some level of um, shared norms, shared dynamics as a team in terms of how we operate that I can rely on as an individual.
0: Yeah. Well, and you talk about being a, a, being able to rely on it as an individual. Um, I'm sort of asking this question more for you to reflect on not not as a uh not to sound too much like a leading question but the idea here is or is not you can let us know is or is not that the manager is responsible to make sure everyone feels like they have their individual level of plan or order that they would prefer yeah, we just we just did this whole relatable yeah. manager series where we're wanting to work with people yeah and ways that they're comfortable for them So. So what for the supervisors listening, thinking, OK, how do I bring, you know, a norm that is going to suit everyone? Is that the burden here? What, talk a little bit about
1: that. No. And that is actually a great segue into that third part, um, which is the role of the manager in terms of when they're setting up how the team functions is to drive unity around our shared um, mm-hmm. our shared assignment, not my individual assignment. Tim's individual assignment, Nicole's individual preference, but what is our shared assignment and how do I drive unity around that? And one of the hard things that we have to grapple with as managers is when we do that, nobody gets everything they want. Nobody gets everything they want. And we just have to understand and accept that because we're driving a shared unity around our our shared assignment. Um, Some people want a certain amount of flexibility. Some people want flexibility in the morning and other people want it in the afternoon. Well, at some point, we're going to have to have a shared understanding. And that's the manager's um, the manager's role to bring that shared um, unity around our, our shared assignment. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even that, that word assignment is uh, a critical one because it's not that um, it's uh, I think sometimes we, li- we lose sight of what it means to li- live under the the kingship of a king mm. um we we receive an assignment um and i think sometimes we have to assume that that is aligned with our preferences our passions mm. our interests i would say we are lucky when it does but we should not expect that our assignment is naturally naturally coming out of our own preferences or passions or giftings or those types of things i certainly would say moses probably didn't think his assignment came out of his gifting yes but it was an assignment nonetheless Um, and we can maybe unpack that more another time i think there's a really interesting lesson in there around uh moses and joshua uh, related to assignment but i'll just say as as managers and leaders uh we get to drive the unity around our um our shared assignment Um, And I'll just reiterate that um, while we all want individual flexibility, none of us want to work on a team where everyone has individual flexibility because it's a chaotic mess to try to actually get our shared work done. And as managers, we step into that in order to bring a shared dynamic um, that propels the whole team forward against our shared assignment. Not Tim Hawley's passion project or Brian's passion project. (laughs) In our shared assignment,
0: yeah, yeah, and I think that's a great way to sort of land for today. The idea that it's reasonable to ask for order and for a plan, but even as we ask for that, that some of that sacrifice that we all make is that it may not be as ordered or as planly making that word up <laughs> as planly, yeah, as as plan, uh, as a, you know, a, a, a good enough plan, we might say, um that's part of the sacrifice that we, that we make. It so. might not
1: be the order and plan that I would personally, individually prefer, <laughs> right. but I need to understand, I can ask for a non-chaotic work life, but that's it. also I need to offer up some of my own preference of what that looks like yeah. so that my manager can help create a shared True. team dynamic that we can all work to to accomplish our shared assignment.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. And supervisors, our responsibility is simply to bring that, I say simply, it's, it's, it's a complex thing, but to bring that shared norm and to reinforce that and make sure our teams are operating in that. And in later sessions, we're actually going to talk about team dynamic, I think, in particular, yeah. and you go in more depth. And so how does this play out? How, is, how can we as managers uh, drive that better shared norm and then bring it to our team so that it can, um, you know, connect the inspiration and belief back to the daily work that we're doing.
1: Yeah. And if in the end we, and our teams are motivated by the win and we're winning, then we won't be so upset if the norm is not my preference. Mm. And so if our teams are motivated by the win, we won't have to be so worried that I'm setting norms that aren't everyone's preference.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, This is good. This is going to be a good series. I'm excited for this one. Uh, Brian, I'll give you the last word. If there's any any quivers in the livers, as they (laughs) used to say, any other inspirational ideas or thoughts before I hit this button. I always like to give a little... Buy myself some time before I have to hit the button because oh. I have to get over here and uh, do that. So the any o- other things. No, the other thing. Brian. I
1: can't believe you winked at me to not talk about Joshua for for 15 minutes. So I, we'll have to come back to that. I'm telling you, there's a sermon there yeah. that the
0: people need to hear. The commander so, well,
1: of the armies of the Lord I'll, showed up to Joshua and said, "I am not your friend, and I am not with you or for you. Are you here for the assignment, or are you here for your preference?" Brian, the people, they're let's gonna, do it,
0: guys. You're going to get that sermon from Brian. It's going to come to a. a computer near you uh, soon. So have a great day, everybody.
1: We'll see you soon.